This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. In the shotgun, Carr's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws for the end zone, wide open! James Young! I only play the slots because you know what they say scared money don't make money and I got scared money Rodgers to the end zone caught for the touchdown James Jones John Gruden has not coached since 2008 so what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level you know and it's just Cali swag What's good, Raider Nation? This is Keeping It 300, brought to you by Blue Wire and our friends at betonline.ag. Make sure you head over to their website and use the promo code BLUEWIRE for a 50% bonus. I'm Fallon Smith, along with my guy, James Jones. Now, we were supposed to have Mad Max Crosby on the show, but something came up. He had to cancel. I'm a little bummed. Not going to lie. We're going to find him for that. Yeah, we definitely are. (laughs) But it's all good. Things come up. People have lives. I understand. It was a long week probably for him in Miami. But anyways, you were in Miami all week. That must have been fun. Yeah, so why you give Max an excuse? I was in there all week working and all that type of stuff. No, I'm playing. <laughs> no, yeah, it was it was crazy down there, man. I, I shoot, I came home and it was just telling people like, if you got an Uber or you had car service, if you was going a mile, it was gonna take you two hours. You're lying. You better, yeah, you was better off walking. It just was packed. It was that much traffic. It was it was wild, but it was fun, man. It's always fun just to see all the fans from all over the world, even though it's still the Super Bowl. They got Raiders jerseys on, Packers jerseys on, Seahawks jerseys on, and it's just it's just it's crazy to see that this game has brought all these people together, man, and they you know all these people watch watching the NFL and, and football, so. It's always fun to see it, and it's always good to get on TV and talk to all these all these dudes and pick their brains and see what they think's gonna happen. Even though I know I'm the only one that's really know how the game's gonna play out, oh, I still please, listen. Please, please, <laughs> I, still, I still listen to them, and you know what I mean. No, it was good. It was a good week. It was a good outcome, at least for us. <laughs> even though it was the lesser of the two evils, in our opinion, obviously half a Raider Nation would disagree with us. Half a Raider Nation were on yeah. board with the way that we were thinking. Uh, now mm-hmm. we don't have to hear it from our annoying friends or family yeah. members or everybody else walking the streets in um, the Bay Area. Also, though, the funny thing is I live in Missouri, so I actually live here. I'm the only one that's going to quote-unquote suffer. But I watched the game with a couple Chiefs fans, and they're not an- obnoxious. Like, I have the most obnoxious 49er fan friends. 
Yeah. And I don't think the Chiefs fans are that bad. No, they're they're not that bad. And you're still like we're not going to see them out here in on the West Coast, but you're you're not going to see them in Missouri. It's 15 people live next to you. Okay, Alan, first so of you. all, I went to Sam's Club yesterday, and I probably, I feel like they were the bandwagon fans. But I went to Sam's Club, and it was packed, and yeah. everybody had a Chiefs jersey on. They oh, had yeah. not only Chiefs jerseys on, they had Patrick Mahomes socks. I was yeah. like, what is going on here? But. Um, anyways, I don't mind it. Honestly, I don't yeah. mind because, you know, I wanted to see Andy Reid finally win the big one, and he did. Absolutely. And for the first time in 50 years, you know, the Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. So let's talk about the game. You know, they beat the 49ers 31-20. to And, again, it was a nightmare matchup for Raiders fans, but I actually enjoyed it. It was a very good game. And for yeah. a second there, I was, like, looking at my Chiefs fan friends who were over and, yeah. and were like, yo, if they could continue to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes, y'all are done. Yeah. But then you could never count out Patrick Mahomes and that offense. Lord have mercy, 21 unanswered points. They ended up winning by 11, scored 21 in the fourth quarter. Who did you think was going to win that game, let's just say, at halftime? Who did you think? Well, well, you know, first and foremost, before the game even started, I picked the Chiefs. Yeah. And, you know, all the Niner fans have been getting on me on Twitter and all that type of stuff. And, you know, you're always bashing the Niners and you grew up in the Bay Area and this and that. And I said, man, I'm not bashing the Niners. It's just the positions that I've been put in when they asked me to talk about the Niners. <laughs> First time I had to talk about the Niners is when they played the Browns. It was early in the season. You know what I mean? Nobody yeah. really knew what the Niners was going to be. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm like, OK, this is the very first good offense, good people. They've seen they're going to lose. Yeah. Then the next time I talked about the Niners, they played the pack i'm like man my code still works when i go to green bay i can't <laughs> i can't i can't go against the pack you know yeah, what i mean and yeah. then the third time is obviously the super bowl the Chiefs. so i'm like i felt like the chiefs just had too much man and i always tell people when i and i always go back to the packers i'm like when well, we had four five wide receivers and it's hard to stop somebody and sit in zone like that yeah but with all that being said yeah the niners came out there and played ball mm-hmm they played ball and they was dominating that game for a long time. But on TV, Fallon, I said, what? this game is one of the hardest Super Bowls to ever pick because it's like if Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs do this, do that, do that, they should dominate this game. But you're like, if the Chiefs still do this, do that, do that, and the Niners do this, the Chiefs still could lose. Yep. And then on the same side, it's like, man, if the Niners do this, do that, do that, they are going to kill the Chiefs. But if the Niners do this, do that, do that, and the Chiefs do this, <laughs> the Niners can still lose. And that's how the game played out. Nobody in this world, if they were a San Francisco 49ers, said, hey, man, y'all going to be up 20 to 10 with seven minutes left in this game and lose by 10 or 11. They would be like, boy, I'll put my house up on that and bet you right now. Yep. 21 unanswered points 21. on the best defense in the National Football League in seven minutes. Yeah. That means, Kansas City Chiefs, you deserve to win the football game. Too much firepower. They have too much firepower. But here's the thing, though, James. Here's what's crazy. The final Ah. 10 minutes. Hold on. I know you're going, ah, because of that defense. But they were putting pressure on Patrick Mahomes all game long. But could you sustain that for four quarters? It is very, very, very tough to do that, especially against that offense. Now, let me just give you the final 10 minutes, the numbers for both quarterbacks. This is crazy. Final 10 minutes, Jimmy Garoppolo, 2 for 10, 24 yards, an interception. Patrick Mahomes, 8 for 12, 114 yards, 2 touchdowns. Yeah. 
And what was the big, oh, crap, he could have won the game, misthrow, overthrow? The one to Emmanuel Sanders with, what, a little over a minute left. So how do you grade both of these quarterbacks in their final game? Because everyone said, well, Jimmy only made six throws in the NFC Championship or six, you know, completions, and they still won. He didn't really need to do that in the championship game. But he did need to do that. When they needed him the most, he didn't come through. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I mean, I don't, I don't put this on Jimmy G by any means because I feel like Jimmy G played well, yeah, you know, did. and and yes, he missed that throw to Emmanuel Sanders, but if they don't call that cheap non-pass interference yeah, on George Kittle with that, that ball bad. down, that I mean, bad. that was that was absolutely terrible. But he he did not he did not play bad, man, and you can't you cannot put this on uh on Jimmy G, but who you can put it on. Is the Niners' defense? Is the Niners' defense? Oh yeah, Sherman I, got burned. Sherman got killed yesterday. And I and I tell people that it was a change of guard coming. Ooh, Offense okay. wins championships. I told I told, and they're like, no D. And we seen it clear as day. If you have the best quarterback in the National Football League, MVP Matt Patrick Mahomes, who probably gonna get a two hundred million dollar contract. <laughs> Offense wins championships. And when they got the ball back, all he did was score. Yeah. And score. score, score and again. score. And the and the Niners had no answer. No answer for him. And football is what what I really like is football is is such a special game. Like you gotta break down so much film and you're trying to get little nuggets from here and there. Last week, Devontae Adams caught a 60, 70 yard bomb on Richard Sherman. Mm-hmm. He he did a you can't see me uh, fans right now but he did a <laughs> he did an outward step because he knows on the short side of the field Richard Sherman always likes to jump outside yeah. because he knows it's the short side and he has help in the inside he did an outside step and he got inside stacked Richard Sherman and got back out to the outside and Devontae caught a bomb and mm-hmm. the Packers went down and scored a touchdown game on the line Sammy Watkins does the same exact release goes inside of Richard Sherman winds back out Patrick Mm. Mahomes hits him it's a big time throw big time catch 30 40 yards and they go down there and score a touchdown and I'm just watching the game like it's little stuff like that man that people don't know like we see that stuff on film like oh yeah we we gonna do that same you're gonna expose him (laughs) yeah exactly absolutely and I mean they went to work but the Niners defense was supposed to buckle down you all you got to do is get one stop. I know. You get one stop. They couldn't get. They couldn't get one stop. You know what I mean? And I mean, it's you know you got to you got to get the Chiefs credit, but I mean the defense is supposed to show up. There was a holding call that they missed. I think on the third down play. They missed, I, one. They missed one every play. Yeah, man. yeah. My <laughs> whole point is, uh, like a lot of 49ers fans are like, yeah, you have the refs to thank, and it's like, look, the Raiders could say that all year. It was yeah. not. The refs. Like, you had a chance to win that football game, and you didn't. You were up 10. They were up 10 with seven minutes. Up 10. And that's why yeah, I was up like, 10, seven man. Minutes. And then 21 unanswered. Yeah, man. but there's no excuse. But the, here's what I felt, actually, James, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I felt like the 49ers started to play not to lose instead of playing to win. Like, especially, and it was just telling right before the half, and everybody, you could crucify me if you want, but there are people that will agree with me. I feel like Kyle Shanahan mismanaged the clock before halftime. You have Absolutely. three timeouts with a little over a minute to go, and you don't use them? 
And you yeah. could have scored and there had, and should have scored yeah. there. Even if that offensive PI wasn't called, right, you still would have had time to get on the board before halftime and go up into the locker room. Yeah. And, and to me, that came down to he really let the world know that he didn't trust Jimmy G. Yeah. He, he, he really did because you have a minute and 44 seconds left. I remember it clear as day. You have a minute and 44 seconds left and you have three timeouts. And what I thought his process, his thought process was, was, yeah, we have a minute and 44 with three timeouts. Okay, but if we don't get this first. They have three timeouts they, too. And they have three timeouts. I'm giving this ball back to Patrick Mahomes with a one minute and 12 seconds and three timeouts. And that, and they could go down there and get some points and it could be a big turn of events. You know what I mean? Because that's why if, that's why Andy Reid called a timeout on that second down because they like, shoot, okay. Even if we do got 20 seconds left, I'm going to try to give my quarterback a chance to go down here and throw a Hail Mary mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And then the Niners got that first down and then they threw the pass to Kittle trying, trying to get a – get a big chunk but you know it's a tough situation for him because it's like dang do I try to go and we don't get it and Patrick Mahomes gets it back with three timeouts or do I just take a knee and let the world know I don't trust my quarterback and <laughs> yeah but that's, <laughs> that's bad though that's bad yeah. that's bad yeah. and you're supposed to play for points you got to be aggressive offensively when you're in the freaking Super Bowl it's the last dang game of the year okay but then again too he knew he was getting the ball back too so let's not make a mistake let's okay. go in here 10 10 but you but know. still too conservative in my opinion especially hey, I'm with, with the you. Super Bowl on the Talent, line. I'm, a, I'm an offensive player coach what in Heck <laughs> is you doing? We got to go down this field and get points. And then what did you think about them going away from the run game in the second half? That's kind of what I was confused about because that's what has been working yeah, for them Jimmy, all season long. But to be honest what you give, I mean, besides, really besides one drive where they were getting like eight, seven, ten, and then they went down there. So really, besides that one drive, mm-hmm. yeah, they would get a play here and there. But the Chiefs' defense was doing a good job of stopping the run at times. You know what I'm saying? So, and then not only that, when as a as a play caller, when you know it's going to be a loaded box, okay, you got to make a throw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's true. you know what I mean? Like, you could blame it on the coach all you want for calling 30 passes, but I'm putting you in the best situation. It is eight in the box. We got one on one on the outside. Throw the ball. You know what I mean? Like you missed the post to Emmanuel Sanders. Then you come back, and I don't know if it was a little miscommunication or whatever, but when Emmanuel Sanders sat down and ran a curl route, he threw it like he was going to the post. That would have been a touchdown, too. He mm-hmm. would have he walked in the end zone, but I don't know whose fault that was on, but it's one-on-one. Like, we got to win. We got to make some throws. We can't just keep running it down in the teeth of, of, of eight-man box you know what I mean yeah so at the end of the day um I feel bad for my friends who are 49er fans because they are like sulking and crying and people are texting me I'm crying in my car right now so my family doesn't see me I'm embarrassed but I'm like sorry but not sorry and I love to see I uh, again Andy Reid win the big one I love you know they call him big red and yeah it was it's awesome and then Philly showed him love the Eagles they (laughs) tweeted you know it's your time and Oh, that was that was awesome. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited for EB too, man. Eric oh, Vietnam, yeah. Man. Like, Who should be a head coach but doesn't get the opportunity. You got a Super Bowl under your belt now, and now you're going to be a head coach next year and you're a Super Bowl champion. Man, that, that's that's big time, man. You can only hope that he will have the opportunity to do so, though. He's going to be a head hope. coach next year. Ain't no hope. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll, <laughs> EB, we'll see. Yeah, EB going to be a head coach next year somewhere. Believe believe that, man. He just won him a Super Bowl. He put his he put his he should have already been in there, but he put himself in a great position. 
Well, um, enough about the actual game. We have to talk about the halftime show. Oh, it's so funny because there's so many mixed reactions. Okay, you have J Lo and Shakira, obviously two Latinas representing because of Miami. Personally, you know, I'm a Latina, so I loved it. But the reason I loved it, James. Mm-hmm. You got Shakira, who is 43 years old. You have J-Lo, who is 50 years old. Yeah. Are you kidding me? They're putting like 20 and 30-year-olds to shame right now. They're in the best shape of their lives. Mm-hmm. When I saw J-Lo on that pole, and I, I was like, Ugh. I wasn't yeah. even mad when my husband was looking at, you know, the TV with his eyes all goo goo gaga, whatever. Uh. <laughs> I wasn't even <laughs> mad. I was like, I feel you, Nick. Because uh. like, Lord have mercy, J-Lo at 50 years old, I... A lot of people went overboard and said, oh, God, that was the best halftime performance ever. And I ain't going to go that far, okay? Because I was alive when Prince was the halftime show performance. He was awesome. Beyonce, awesome. And then Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake, minus the whole wardrobe (laughs) malfunction. That performance was incredible. Uh, So I'm not going to, you know, go over the top and say it was the best ever. But it was very enjoyable. I appreciated it. Yeah, especially for the men. Yeah, it was. (laughs) It was, <laughs> it was, man. It was a good halftime show. You know, I was I was standing up um, talking to some people and then they said halftime show and I went and sat my butt down in front of the TV, you know, and just to see how it was going to go down. And yeah, I seen all that stuff on the pole and, you know, Tamika was looking at me like, get up, get away from the TV. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, girl, if you hung from poles and all that type of stuff, I get up, man, but you don't do none of that stuff. You know what I mean? So I got, <laughs> I got to see it somewhere. You know what I mean? But <laughs> But no, I, I mean, yes, I'm not going to go on the limb and say greatest ever and all that type stuff. Yeah, but it was. it was a very good it was a very good halftime show. They they put on the show. You know, obviously, they both know how to dance and they both know how to how to put on shows and things like that. So that's usually the best part, man. When you get people on there that just come to sing and all that, don't really got to dance and, and you know, really entertaining the crowd. It, it's rough, but they did a good job. But best ever. No. But yeah, very definitely. Good, abs- very good. Absolutely. I love that JLo had her daughter on it because that's just super yes. special. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. And her daughter did good, though. I, I loved it. I enjoyed it. Um, but it's so funny. The men who are like, that was the best ever. Come on. It was the best ever because yeah. you're like, Oh my God, they're two beautiful women. Look at them. That's why it was the best ever to you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if they're looking at that. They was looking at something else. Yeah, That's you know the, the booty shaking and all that stuff. Yeah, they, they, they thought they they looking at that. They ain't worried about J Lo in their face. They like, oh wait, look at Shakira and they shake their booties and all that up there. I mean, that's why I sat down. You know, um, you know Michael Wilbon. Yeah. Okay, he said it was the best ever. I said, Mike, Michael. Yeah. Come on, bro. Uh, you, you tripping. Nah, he was he was just in the moment right there, man. For sure. <laughs> he might have been watching the Super Bowl by himself. That's why he's <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, it's, it's speaking of it, like obviously we see all the, the Super Bowl commercials. I love Josh Jacobs Super Bowl commercial. Did you see the Kia one? Yeah, you know I watched that one, man. That was a good one. It was inspirational, him talking to his <laughs> younger self about being homeless but never giving up, etc. That was amazing. So kudos to Raiders running back Josh Jacobs. <laughs> And then, of course, Tom Brady trolling us all. So he puts a picture on his Instagram and his Twitter a couple days before the Super Bowl. It's in black and white, him of a stadium (laughs) looking like he was either going to, you know, call it quits or just talk about his, you know, next chapter. It made us all speculate what is going on. But guess what? It was for a Hulu commercial. 
Yeah. You got to be kidding me. So he basically trolled all of us. We all felt stupid. Um, however, James, Adam Schefter and also your homies at the NFL Network um, are reporting that the Raiders and the Chargers actually are happy to pursue Tom Brady if he does become a free agent. And that's mm. a big if because there's also reports coming out that the Patriots are willing to offer him $30 million per year to keep him. Yeah. So I think he's staying... In New England, what you think? I don't think it's, I don't think it's even close. I mean, I don't even think it's close. He knows that I have a tremendous defense around me. He knows that Bill Belichick is going to do anything in his power to get some more offense around him. You've been there your whole life. You know what I mean? Like, why would you want to play for anybody else? You know, so I don't see him leaving and going to do anything else. And like we always say, and NFL teams always say, if you're a free agent, yeah, we're always going to pursue you. Exactly. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? no, for sure. We, we will be stupid not to. I don't care who's on the roster. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care if it's the Raiders. I don't care if it's the Packers. I don't care if it's the Texans. I don't care who's on the roster. If it's a player like you, oh, we're always going to pursue you. What if there is a chance you say, yeah, I want to play for the Chargers and I want to be a backup? You never know. So we're going to pursue you. We don't know what you want to do. <laughs> but I don't, I don't see Tom leaving the Patriots, though. Yeah, I don't see him leaving the Patriots either. But it's funny how... The Patriots are finally not in the Super Bowl, but still some way, somehow, Tom Brady <laughs> gets to make Always. Super Bowl Sunday about <laughs> him in some way. Hey, he's been he's been to so many, man. So, hey, he de- he, he deserves it. I'm every, he's used to playing on these days, so he feels bored and all that. So he's like, let me get on up in there. Man. I know. Um, and we said it. You guys, we're not going to uh, continue to repeat ourselves, but the last podcast we did say – why Derek Carr should still remain the Raiders' starting quarterback. And we went into it last week, compared their stats. They basically had similar stats this past season. And the big difference was that Tom Brady had a top defense, and uh, we know Derek Carr did not. But also why the Raiders should not sign Brady, because you don't sign a 43-year-old when you're rebuilding. You sign a 20-something-year-old when you're rebuilding. Um, And this was the short-term solution if you were going to go in that direction. And some people think it's appealing because, yes, they are starting now. They're officially the Las Vegas Raiders. So if you want to, you know, sell tickets, then Tom Brady's a big name. But I still don't think it's actually going to happen. And you agree with me, correct, James? One hundred, three hundred percent. Well, <laughs> since we are keeping it <laughs> 300. Yeah, let's go. Let's give the door. Well, actually, I think this will be a perfect time to take a quick break. So when we come back, I'm going to put JJ on blast. He deserves it. <laughs> and we will also discuss the Raiders future. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, Blue Wire listeners, I am so excited to tell you about our brand new sponsor, Bet Online. Did you miss your chance to bet on the Chiefs and 49ers in Super Bowl 54? Well, it's all good because with March Madness, the Masters, and Major League Opening Day just right around the corner, Bet Online has you covered for all of your latest news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. 
so you can't beat that. Plus, it's never too early to lay down your future bet for Super Bowl 55. Trust me, I know a handful of friends who have already put their bets down for next year's Super Bowl. So, why don't you head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I signed up. It is super easy to sign up. And if you're already making wagers, it's a fantastic way to support this podcast. So again, that is promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, when you sign up at betonline.ag. Bring your best bets home with BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we are back. We got to clear some things up. Okay, JJ? So there was a video of you on the NFL Network. It went viral. You were making a case for why Max Crosby should win Defensive Rookie of the Year and not Nick Bosa. Now, on this podcast, this very podcast, two weeks ago, and the podcast following the final regular season game in Denver. Okay, so this is multiple times. I said people need to not sleep on Max Crosby. I compared their stats. They had dang near similar stats, but Max had more solo tackles, I believe more sacks and more forced fumbles than Nick Bosa. And I also said how Max Crosby carried a Raiders defense that didn't have a great supporting cast around mm-hmm. him. Okay. He didn't have a great supporting cast around him. Nick Bosa has a bunch of pro bowlers and first rounders around him. Okay. And you know how yeah. easier that makes it when you have a stronger defense all around. So I just want everybody to know that my guy goes on the NFL network a couple weeks after saying that Nick Bosa should win defensive rookie of the year. And all of a sudden he's talking about how it should be Max Crosby. So I'm taking yeah. credit for what you said on the NFL network. Like I needed to have a little courtesy bug on the bottom yeah and you and you could take credit for that but let's let's go back a little bit so, so what changed jj what changed so let's go back a little bit first when you were telling me about max crosby i said fallon you have a great case i said i'm with you i said but it's not gonna happen right no you said bosa. why you said bosa's always double team ain't nobody trying to double team yes, max crosby absolutely and i said it's not gonna happen and it's true. Nobody's trying to double team Max. It's not going to happen. And that's what I told you on the podcast. But when I got to the TV, and somebody knows how TV works, I think. She's on the other side of this uh, little <laughs> FaceTime or whatever, <laughs> you know. So they come up to me and they say, you know, besides Nick Bosa, who should be up there <laughs> for Defensive Rookie of the Year? And what's funny is, is Willie McGinnis was actually supposed to take the defensive player of the year, rookie, oh, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And I was supposed to do the offensive rookie. But mm. they said, oh, you know what? Let's let's switch it up a little bit. Willie, you're so used to always talking defense. Let's switch it up. Let's, JJ, you talk, you know, defense. Willie, you talk offense. You know what I mean? Because you already know where I was going with offense, but we'll get to that after this because you didn't believe me on that one. But <laughs> Yeah, I know. You're right, you're right. <laughs> but so I said, okay, man, you know what? Oh, shoot. Fallon did tell me about Max Crosby. Hey, pull up Max Crosby's stats. Let me see Max Crosby's stats. They pulled it up. I said, okay, dang. All right. He has, what, 10 sacks. Bosa had nine. He has 16 tackles for loss. Bosa has 16 tackles for loss. He had four forced fumbles. Bosa had one. The only stat I didn't put in there (laughs) when I was talking about it is Bosa had 30 quarterback pressures yeah the pressures are the i know yes max crosby had 
15 or so. I said, all right, I'm not going to put that one. <laughs> I'm not going to put that one in there. But I'm like, it's it's a good case. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. For Max Crosby, like he did well. Did I think he was going to win it? No. But should he have even been in the conversation of fighting and being up there and everybody saying like this dude had a heck of a year too as a rookie? Absolutely. So yes, you brought it to my attention, but I told you that Nick Bosa was going to get that thing done. Yeah, I know you did tell me that, but I did want some credit because you went yeah. like everybody, even the Raiders tweeted, yeah, say it louder for the people to hear you or whatever, yeah. for the people back to hear you. I was like, bruh. And as they should because it's whatever. he wasn't really getting noticed like that because they didn't have a lot of primetime games. You know what I'm saying? And you're losing too. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you're when you're losing, people are not going to try to go over there and figure out who's balling while you're losing. <laughs> you no, that's true. I mean, that's so. true. I mean, among that, but he also, he was not a big name. He wasn't yeah. a first rounder. He was he was a fourth rounder, 106 overall, and he still crushed uh, crushed it this season. He definitely blew everybody's um, expectations, yeah. which is great and a great t- uh, telltale sign for Mike Mayock, you know, and yeah. him as a general manager and going forward because they have a big offseason yeah. ahead of them. Yeah. So, you know, he had a great year. And I want to I want to say this because I know you're going to try to get to this next topic. So I want to be want to get to this next topic to let everybody, oh, to let everybody know that our keeping the 300 is not scripted and all that is straight. You're still wrong. You're still wrong. You're still wrong. They were wrong. But go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So um, keeping it 300 fans. Fallon was on here. Oh, man. If you guys could see her face on the other side of this FaceTime, she was so passionate about our very own Las Vegas Raiders running back, Josh Jacobs, which I'm sure all you guys were. She was like, there's no way. He wins the. He doesn't win this uh, rookie of the year. There's absolutely no way. And I'm looking at her in her eyes on this podcast, and I'm saying, Fallon, <laughs> there's a guy named Kyler Murray that Robbed. balled out this year too. And no. I'm telling you that he has a very good chance of winning this rookie of the year. And Fallon, you know, and she, she you, everybody. I literally said she, there's she, no she, way. Everybody knows how she is. You see how she cut me off right now? Because she, she wants to. <laughs> she wants to talk. Everybody knows. So she's cut me off. She's like, there's <sighs> no way he's getting it. There's, and I said, Fallon, what pick was he? And she said the first. I said, that means he went to the worst team in the National Football League. And he had them in almost every game this season. How many games did they win? Besides, they won like five games, six games, tied one game. They won, what, one last year or whatever, two last year. But I'm, I'm like, Kyler Murray made this team way better than they were last year. And he has the numbers to back it up. He has a shot to win Rookie of the Year. And Fallon, it wasn't even close. Yeah, because of the stupid voters who have no idea what they're doing. The AP voters are a joke. The AP voting is a joke. Pro football writers, they got it right. Okay, Kyler wasn't even in the discussion. Maybe he was one of the last. But hold on, let me look at the Arizona Cardinals. They won five games. Five and tied one, right? And tied one. How many did the the Raiders win? Seven. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> okay, but they also uh, also had the chance to win more. They could have easily squeaked into the playoffs. And, and, and so could the, the Cardinals could say the same thing. Okay, that is fine, but here's what I'm saying. Josh Jacobs, right? Fallon, I'm it, with you. What killed him? Well, no, but what killed him was missing those three games. If he didn't miss those three games, he would have ran away with it. 100%, I agree. I, but that's what is so freaking frustrating that you put up those numbers with a broken shoulder and you get no love with the AP voters. The AP voters, you guys are a freaking joke. I'm sorry, but like the people who actually 
watch the games and cover the games, pro football writers, they got it right. Well, they're not a with joke. With Josh Jacobs. They're not a joke because if you really watch the game, Ugh, Kyler Murray balled out, man. It was stuff <sighs> that Kyler Murray was doing on that football field that was just simply special, Fallon. It's a quarterback Sim- league. It's Sim- a quarterback league, and they're never going to change in that Sim- way. Simply special. I mean, you could have made a case for Josh Jacobs. You could have made a case for A.J. For Brown. AJ Brown, Miles Sanders. But, no, not Miles Sanders. <laughs> I mean, he I, he would be the last on my list. Yeah. I would, But I would go, definitely go Josh Jacobs, A.J. Brown, Kyler Murray, and then Miles Sanders. But. Kyler Murray first. I'm sorry. I'm so frustrated. Kyler because, Murray. Because Jake. you called it. I'm more frustrated than you <laughs> called it. But then also everybody else in their mama, former players, former GMs, are saying this is a joke. And then writers. Hey. This is a joke. I don't think it's a joke because of, like I, like I tell people all the time, sometimes it's bigger than stats. <sighs> oh, it okay. is. No, for real. Sometimes. Well, yeah, we saw that with Nick Bosa's stats in Max Crosby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some, some, sometimes it's bigger than stats. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Max Crosby had more sacks than Khalil, correct? And I hate even bringing Khalil up, correct? Yeah. A lot of people have more sacks than Aaron Donald, correct? And tackles for the loss than Aaron Donald. And if it's anybody that you got, you're taking one of those two guys. You know what I'm saying? Just because the impact they have on the game. You know what I mean? Like the attention that they bring, the impact you have on the game. So for me and where I was coming from, like it wasn't about stats. Yeah, Kyler Murray didn't throw for 5,050 touchdowns and all this type of stuff. But the impact that he had on that Arizona Cardinals team where they were almost in every single game. They took the Niners down to the wire twice this season. They they beat the Seahawks. It was one and one with the Seahawks. Like he had this team in every single game. Nobody would have expected the Cardinals would have been able to compete like that and the only reason why they were competing is because of the young rookie quarterback am i a josh jacobs fan 100 percent. but i just know how it works man it's a quarterback league that's how it works but anyways i'm gonna move on now the thing that killed josh jacobs is him not playing the entire season and playing just 13 games so anyways he could have padded your stats but i told you I'm salty. I'm salty. It's going to get that thing. Okay, so now how about this? I thought the NFL Comeback Player of the Year award was a joke, and here is why. All right, so you got Jimmy Garoppolo coming off a torn ACL, and he leads the 49ers to the Super Bowl, right? Mm -hmm. You have Darren Waller overcoming addiction Mm -hmm. and becoming one of the best tight ends in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. Then you have Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Coming back from what? Sucking? He came back from just sucking? Yeah. Please tell me what he came back from. Now, not to take anything away from him, because what he did with the Titans was remarkable, okay? He led them to the AFC Championship game. Yeah. Uh, uh, he had that thing off. <laughs> What'd you say? He had what? I said he handed that thing off to get him to the AFC Championship game. He, oh, hold on, but, we got yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, okay, but my point is... He, yes, I get it. He led the Titans to the AFC Championship game. But my point is, is comeback player of the year. What did yes. you come back from? Yes. You sucked. That's Tyler. what you came back from. And it's, it's crazy you say that because we talked about that all night long. Because you got cut. You got you, you got cut and you came in off the bench and you, and you played well. 
You know what I mean? But you didn't come back from injury. You didn't come back from anything like Darren Waller, you know what I mean? Addiction. You didn't come You didn't come back for nothing. So that's what, what we were all talking about. What is Comeback Player of the Year about? It's about bouncing back. I tore my Achilles. I tore my ACL. I, I was battled with drugs. I did. Like, I came back from this. I overcame this. And I dominated on the football field. I'm, I 100% I absolutely agree. What is he doing winning Comeback Player of the Year? There were so many other guys that overcame stuff that should have won. Sure, when I seen it, I'm like, man, I'm mad at the Packers for not putting me up for comeback player of the year. I got cut by <laughs> I got cut by the Giants and the Raiders and I went and led the Packers in touchdowns and receiving yards. <laughs> yeah, I ain't up there. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you can't be you got cut. You know what I mean? It ain't like you blew out your knee or something. Yes, Jimmy G or Darren Waller absolutely should have should have won the award. And if I had to pick one, I'm gonna take Jimmy G just because his team was one of the last ones standing, you know, and he battled back from that ACL and and really helped them get there. But I can't believe I yes. can't believe it. Yeah. I, I literally can't believe it. I'm with you. I, we, I was just like, how? When they said it, we all were thinking the same thing. Like, and we started like second guessing ourselves. Like people was like trying to look up stuff. Like, okay. okay. <laughs> Did he get hurt last year? Like, is that why the Dolphins cut him, you know, and let him go? Like, what was going on? And they're like, nah, he just got cut and he came in, you know, eight games and went crazy. And I'm like, what? We like, no, man. But <laughs> I, I didn't even watch NFL honors. Did he, was he there? Did he give a speech? Um, I was on TV at the time, so um, I know he was there. I know he accepted the award. He was there, but I didn't oh, like, okay. I didn't like listen to his speech. Okay, because I will, oh, I would have booed him. No, I'm just kidding. That's wrong. Um, but I do have a question t- talking about Jimmy G. Do you know who Tyrone Power is? Tyrone Power? Yeah, you probably don't know who he is. And that's funny because uh-uh. I, I didn't know who he <laughs> was until today. Is. Check your phone. Check your phone. I just text you. Tyrone Power. Read that. There's no, there, there's no way this is not Jimmy G. This is another dude. <laughs> yes. So Molly Knight, she writes for The Athletic, right? She tweeted, you guys have to Google Tyrone Power. Okay, she tweeted, my grandma saw Jimmy G. That is unbelievable. I mean, she said, my grandma saw Jimmy G and said, oh my God, that is Tyrone Power. So then I Googled him and then she posted that picture. (laughs) I was like, holy cow. Her grandma, she turns 90 in April. And of course she was, you know, there in the, uh, the 30s and the 50s when this guy, Tyrone Power, was an actor. Tell me that is not that his is, twin. That is crazy. That's his father. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I that just cannot- is his twin brother right there. That is unbelievable. That is crazy. I said, this is not real. I can, And I so I Googled him and found other pictures. I was like, oh, my God. So this is when he was a little younger. When he got older, maybe he didn't look that much like Jimmy. But this is Jimmy's probably age right there. And they are doppelgangers. They are twins. It's that, crazy. That is wild. That's crazy. I wanted to see your reaction. I wasn't that, even going to do it. I forgot I had that. Gosh, that is like, that is crazy. That is true <laughs> in the world. Like, that is crazy. It looks dead on him. I know, dead on. So you guys, all the listeners, you have to Google this guy, Tyrone Power. It is the craziest thing ever. It is Jimmy G from like, you know, the 50s. It's insane. Um, all right, so I'll wrap up with this. Um, after watching, you know, the Super Bowl and you watch the Raiders play the Chiefs, you know, twice this season, how far off are the Raiders? 
Because me, I, I th- I'm thinking, you know, we talk about this all the time. Oh, they're just a number one receiver away and a couple defensive pieces away. You know, from competing, you think it's going to take a couple years. I think next year they can uh, at least make the playoffs. Yeah. But knowing that Kansas City is in their division and they are not going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. What's that going to be like? Because in order to win a Super Bowl, you're going to have to find a way to beat the Chiefs. <laughs> um. Yeah, to to win the division you are, but yeah, to to yeah, you're gonna have to go through the Chiefs in the AFC Championship to to try to win. But to be honest with you, I mean, anything I, can happen. <laughs> I I don't think they're that far off. You know, yeah. strictly because number one, we all know how division games are played, and you know they're all played different because you know each other so well. That's why everybody's like the Arizona Cardinals. How are they going down to the wire with the San Francisco 49ers and they're that much better? Or how are they beating Seattle and they're that much better? Division games are tricky, but the Raiders, to be truly be honest with you, yeah, have a better quarterback than the San Francisco 49ers. And they basically have the same formula as the San Francisco 49ers, just not the personnel on the defensive side yet. But when we look at the formula, what the Niners do, they run the ball and they play action pass. Yeah. So the Raiders, like I said, right now they're a Range Rover on the offensive side of the ball. You get another big time defense. You're a Ferrari. You yeah. know what I mean? And you get some some key pieces on that defensive side of the ball. You're right there. You know, what I mean, the, the Raiders are right there. So I, I don't think they're that far off because they they're going to win games by running this ball. And if you need Derek Carter, make a throw. He's better than Jimmy G and he going to make them throws. You know, you know what I'm saying? So to me, they're not they're not that far off now. Like I said about <clears throat> I do. I, I do. I do believe that they could they could sneak in the playoffs. But winning the division, I think they're a couple years out. But here's the thing, though. I feel like it, you never know what's going to happen. I feel like you never know. Because honestly, know. the Niners was at the bottom of the barrel. They had the number exactly. two pick. Exactly. <laughs> and they only won four games, just yeah, like the Raiders. And then they were in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You never, 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 never know. know. Never and know. you never know the impact that these two first round picks are going to make. You never know the free agents that they're going to sign. That's what I'm saying. You never know how much their team is going to change. And Fallon, I, I'm, I ain't going to lie. I'm going to keep it 300. I could be free agent could go by, draft could go by, and I could be sitting here saying, Fallon, I'll dare in the day. It's time now. <laughs> they ain't two <laughs> yeah, years out. Right. It's, it's showtime in two months. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Off of what they did. So any anything could happen. Like they could come back even with this whatever happens in free agency and the draft, and everybody be saying like the Chiefs is in trouble winning the division. What the, what the Raiders have done, you know what I mean? So we we just have to wait and see what they do. But with the pieces they got right now, they're not far off. And they still got to pay a bunch of guys. The Chiefs do. So you got to see how that plays out too, because some some of the free agents might actually have to walk if they yeah, can't Sam, afford them. Because you got to pay Patrick Mahomes, you know. And Sammy Watkins might be and one Sammy of the Watkins. guys. Out. Chris Jones. What about Chris Jones? No, they got to they got to keep him. Find a way to pay him. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. So yeah, you got to find a way to pay him. Okay. Last thing, the Raiders officially became. The Las Vegas Raiders. Viva Las Vegas, yeah. And you know what? I'm actually excited for this new start. I'm sad for um, me as a Oakland Raider fan my whole life um, and living in the Bay, but um, I'm excited for the new start. And you know, <laughs> you traveled to other stadiums. You were a Packer with those facilities. So it's going to be night and day as far as facilities go uh, with the new stadium, with their practice facility in Henderson. They're going to actually fill, and f- forgive me, but this is just keeping it 300. Yes, speak. They're going to feel like they are 
finally in the National Football League. Yeah. So I had a <laughs> I um was in Miami, so obviously it was a bunch of players out there and yeah. I went to the, uh, where did I go? I went to the SI party, the Sports Illustrated party, right? Yeah. And I yep. walk in and I see my big dog in there, big Rodney Hudson. Oh. I see him in there and I said, you know, what's up, bro, man? I said, how you, how you living, man? I said, you ready to go to Vegas? He said, yeah, I'm ready to go. He said, I ain't been down there like to see no houses or look at none of that stuff yet. But he said, I'm ready to go. And instantly, me and him at the same time said, boy, it's going to be good to get off that baseball diamond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. like it was just like man like gosh leash man we are still playing on the baseball diamond man and we love raider nation we love the fans but it's time to go and if they wasn't going to give the stadium and and commit to the team it's it's time to go and if you're a real raider fan you're going to be in las vegas and we're going to have this thing turned up but it's time to go you got to be in the best interest of the players man and yeah it's valid it's going to be good to walk into a practice facility that looks plushed out it's going to be good to say okay we're going to the stadium uh it's the first week of preseason and there is no dirt on the ground you know it's, just, it's gonna feel good so i mean I, as a player if i was still playing there i mean i'm definitely excited about that and you told me that when you were with the packers on your off day you would be chilling at the facility because it's just beautiful and amazing and relaxing but when you were with the Raiders you wasn't trying to go there (laughs) when I was with the Raiders I couldn't get out of the stadium fast enough to get on the one-on-one and get home (laughs) but I'm just saying even like the practice facility on off days absolutely that's what I'm saying like and it's crazy because you'll go in there on the off day to chill and yes obviously Green Bay don't got everything Vegas got in the Bay God and it ain't really a lot to do but you go on your off day and you watch film and you sit there and chill and you play games. And when you get in there, you see 30 of your other teammates in there. So now, yeah, all you guys are in there, but it's bringing you closer and closer oh, yeah. and closer. And when you get on the field, it's not about contracts. It's not about, oh, he's trying to take my spot. Or he, it's about brotherhood. I'm going to go out there and ride for my brother no matter what my job is. And it makes you closer. Just them little things like that, man, that have you go out there and play hard for, for one another. You could tell me that San Francisco 49ers wasn't one of the closest teams. Mm. That we, they, they brotherhood, you know what I'm yep. saying? And you could feel that on the football field. You know what I mean? Everybody's selling out for different ways. Emmanuel Sanders is used to catching 10 balls a game. He in there blocking linebackers and smiling and smiling about it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, and yeah. ha- you know, like ain't no receiver like doing all that, but he smiled. They just were all unselfish, man. And you could tell like this, that they're brotherhood, man. And they have it. And that's how you build that stuff, man. So they practice the facility is, you know, out of the way, 20, 30 minutes. So, you know, they'll be bomb bond and all that type of stuff. Be good for them. That's crazy, though, because I never would have thought about that. Like having nicer facilities would mean more players on their off days coming in, which means more time with each other. I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. And then you get to talking to each other and you you get to knowing each other and all that type of stuff. Like I remember when I got there and I was sitting down talking to Donald Driver. He like, yeah, man, you know, shoot, man, I got finally got moms a house, man. We was homeless. And I'm like, homeless. 
You didn't even know. Oh, didn't even know. I'm like, shoot, bro. I mean, I was, ho- I was homeless. I was homeless. Too. I was homeless just on the West Coast. You know what I mean? And it just, yeah. you know, it's just crazy when you sit down and talk to your team. And that's how it starts happening. You build that bond, man, and everybody come closer. So it's good to have nice facilities and not want to, you know, jump in the car and, and get on the highway once practice is done. After practice, everybody sits there and chill. Off season, everybody come back. They chilling in there. So it'll be good. Well, James, that was a great way to end the show. I love it. I'm sad we didn't have Max, but I think we had a good show in Raider Nation. I hope you enjoyed it. We're going to find Max. Max owes money. 5000 5000 <laughs> Hey, let me keep it, though. You already make good money. I need to keep, I need that 5000 Hey, That's okay. As long as he, long as he pays us. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, go ahead, kid. But, hey, you know what I mean? Max, no, you miss a meeting. $5,000 fine. Next time, it's double. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let him know. I'm going to text him back. Um, all right, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Keeping It 300. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you haven't done so already, make sure you rate us and write a review. We would really appreciate it. And Arizona fans, I just want to say, Fallon, she really thinks Kyler Murray is good. She just really wanted Josh Jacobs to win it. So don't don't, don't be too mad at her saying Kyler Murray didn't deserve it and all blah, that stuff. Blah. She's talking with her heart right now. That's it. <laughs> Whatever. We probably don't even have any Arizona listeners. But anyways... Till next time, for James, I'm Fallon. We out. For the ones who know that a little late, is always too late. And that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. And our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com/slash KeepStock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done.